Hebrews chapter 12. We'll begin in verse 28 and then read through to Hebrews 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 28. And I think that there is um, something going on here in this text that we keep coming back to. In verse 28 of Hebrews 12, we are informed that this kingdom that we're a part of is the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And then in verse 8 of chapter 13, the last verse of what we are reading today, we read that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. In a world that is so often a topsy-turvy world full of uncertainties and being people that are always changed, we come to God's word and the reading today begins with saying, don't worry, you're a part of an unshakable kingdom and the text or the reading concludes with saying, don't worry, your Lord Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the reading, this passage that we continue to look at, sort of ends with an exclamation, a punctuated exclamation of saying, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hear now the reading of God's word. Therefore... Since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Let love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember the prisoners as though in prison with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves are also in the body. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you so that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. take one more moment to pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We realize it is the life-giving word of the life-giving God. And we pray that this time of considering this verse would be a life-giving time and experience. And we pray that you would make it so through your Holy Spirit that inspired these words to be written so long ago. Be with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the original language, they 
of Greek in which the New Testament was written. They obviously did not have English punctuation, like an exclamation point. But my belief is that Hebrews 13, verse 8, is an exclamation point. It is a break in the text, a transition, transitional verse in which the author, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is coming to something of a conclusion about life in this unshakable kingdom, and in a sense he interrupts himself with this exclamation point saying, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I think in some ways this uh, picks up an idea that the author of Hebrews began the book of Hebrews with. Remember the first verses of Hebrews. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And all these chapters and verses later, we read about that same Lord Jesus Christ, And the author says, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. All of these ways through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the author of Hebrews is saying, Jesus Christ is unique. There is no other like him. In fact, he is divine. It's not enough to say he's unique and there's nobody else like him. The sorts of things that the author of Hebrews says under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit indicate that he is unique and divine. And I think that's helpful for us to just stop and think about that during the New Testament, when the New Testament, during the New Testament age, the early church, there's this explosion of literature that is speaking about this person, Jesus Christ, as unique and divine. And I think one way that you can really consider that and and, and profit from thinking about a verse like this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, and just think about how absurd it would be to say that about anybody else. No one ever said, you know, Socrates was such a wonderful philosopher. He was so amazing. Socrates was the same yesterday and today and forever. That's absurd. Tomorrow at work, nobody is going to say, Julius Caesar was an amazing man of history. And I'm reading a biography about Julius Caesar, and you know what? He, He was the same yesterday and today and forever. A teacher in class is never going to say, the father of our nation, George Washington, was an amazing, strategic, brilliant military commander and then served faithfully as two terms as our first president. You know, George Washington, he's the same yesterday and today and forever. It's an absurd thing to say about anybody unless they're not only unique but also 
divine. The reason the author can say this about Jesus Christ is because Jesus is the God-man, the one mediator between God and man. And it's helpful to realize that other people were realizing this about Jesus Christ. It ties together the New Testament. It's not just the book of Hebrews that we turn to and see writing about Jesus Christ being divine. We can turn to the various Gospels. We can turn to the various letters of the Apostle Paul or to uh, James or First or Second Peter or the book of Revelation, as we'll see later in the sermon, and see that each of them in their own way, in their unique way, speak about Jesus Christ as a unique person who is unique because he is God and man. Therefore, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. So, with this verse from Hebrews chapter 13, we have in the verse itself an outline for today's sermon. Very straightforward. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Jesus Christ is the same today. And Jesus Christ is the same forever. Earlier in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, that verse opens with, in the days of his flesh, in the days in which Jesus Christ had come in the flesh. So from the perspective of the book of Hebrews being written to a church after Jesus Christ had ascended up into heaven, he is at various points reflecting on the days in which Jesus Christ had come in the flesh, the, re the days in which Jesus Christ uh, had lived among the people, his own people, on this earth. And he's saying, think about Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ of yesterday. Think about what he accomplished. Look at the Jesus of yesterday and the things that he said and the things that he did. His words and his actions. And I think here again it's appropriate to to sort of stop and think and, and say, like, the, the sort of things that are recorded about Jesus Christ while he was here on earth, they are just not things that can be said about anybody else. They underscore and illustrate his uniqueness, his divinity, that he was a divine person, that he was the God-man, that he was the one mediator between God and man. Think about the things that he said over and over saying to people, your sins are forgiven. Something that was the right of God alone to say. Or all of the different I am statements in the Gospel of John. Think about how absurd, how ridiculous it would be for any person you know to come to you and say, I am the way. I am the the truth. I am the life. Not let me tell you about the way. Let me explain to you about the truth. Let me teach you about the sort of life you could li should live. But I myself, in my person, in my being, I am 
the way. I am the exclusive way. I am the exclusive truth. I am the exclusive life. Think about how absurd that would be coming from anybody else. No other historical character even claims that's not written about other historical characters, but of Jesus we read, he went up to people, he went to his disciples, and he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And we get that account from other authors that are pointing to him and saying, we're writing these things down so that you might know Jesus Christ as the way, as the truth, as the life. And it wasn't just his words. It was his actions. Again, how many people from history do you read about who account after account are casting out demons, are multiplying food for masses, are healing sick people left and right, are bringing back the dead to life, are speaking to the weather, speaking to the storms, and showing that they have power and authority over them. Think for a moment, who, who have you read this about besides Jesus, and what would it take for different authors to write accounts of somebody who did these things unless he had actually done these things? Jesus Christ, in the days of his flesh, the Jesus Christ of yesterday. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. And here's the glory and the majesty and the wonder and the excitement is that this text, Hebrews 13.8, is saying Jesus Christ is the same today. Let that hit you. You haven't missed out. God came to earth. He lived alongside people. He worked wonders, miracle after miracle, teaching after teaching, teaching with authority. That is what happened yesterday. But you haven't missed out. If you remember back to the sermon about the ascension of Jesus Christ, you can actually look and say, we actually have it better today, even though Jesus isn't in the flesh before us. Even though that was the Jesus of yesterday, we haven't missed out. He is the same today. It's not too late. Think about what an encouragement that would be to this church that the letter of Hebrews, the sermon of Hebrews, is written to. Yes, Jesus did all those things yesterday, but he's the same today. He's available to you. You are called to come to him in faith today. He's the same yesterday and today. And that's really a glorious and wonderful and encouraging thing because you could stop at this moment and reflect on the Jesus of yesterday and all those amazing things that he did, feeding the 5,000, bringing back the dead to life, healing people left and right, preaching and teaching with authority, revealing God through being God himself in the flesh. And you stop and you think, how is he the same today? He did all of those things, but what was he teaching? What was he doing? He was teaching the good news. 
he was teaching forgiveness of sins. He was teaching peace with God. He was teaching salvation through himself. And even the miracles, what's he doing? In one way or another, he is restoring this crazy world to the way that it ought to be. He is bringing life where there is death. He is bringing health where there is sickness. What's Jesus doing today? Is it not the same thing? Is he not the same yesterday as he is today? Is he not through his word proclaiming good news? Proclaiming forgiveness of sins? Through his word saying, look to Jesus Christ who is the same yesterday and today and forever and be forgiven of your sins. Be restored Be redeemed. Be made new. Is he not doing that? And the obvious answer is yes, because you can look around you and see that even in your midst, that's what he's doing. The supernatural activity of the Lord Jesus Christ hasn't ceased. One heart after the other, the Lord changes taking rebel hearts that are turned against God and redeeming them by His grace to find forgiveness in the one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. And all you need to do to see that that is true and real is look around you and realize that this is just one church of many in which the Lord is alive and at work. And I want to remind you of this as well uh, of this as well. If you're not yet in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not somebody who says you're a believer, if you wouldn't say of yourself that you're a Christian, hear this message. It's not too late. The Jesus Christ of yesterday is the same today. What did he do during his earthly ministry but walk into people's lives and save them? Let him walk into your life and save you. There is hope in no one else. Of no one else can you say he's the same yesterday and today and forever. Go to the Lord Jesus Christ. Make him yours. Don't leave the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord Jesus Christ. Make him your Lord Jesus Christ so that you can say, yes, he is the Lord Jesus Christ, but he is my Lord Jesus Christ. The same today. Then the text goes on. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and he is the same today and then interestingly it doesn't say is the same tomorrow but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever for every tomorrow Jesus Christ is the same that cannot be said about anybody else and you know I think here 
have something of a reason for everything. You know, you stop and you think and ask, why, why are things the way they are? Why is this crazy world the way it is? Why do we have to go through so much? Why is there trial and affliction at every turn? Uh, at every turn? Why do we go through griefs and sadnesses and sorrows? Why do we taste of pain and difficulty and distress? Why, in short, do we endure this life that is so difficult at so many different points? And at one point or another really does bring us to what feels like our wits end and challenges us on every level. Why? Well, I think it's a setup. I think it's to orient you to a sort of worship that would not otherwise be possible. I think perhaps this life is an orientation in which you taste of grief and sorrow and sadness and pain and mourning, in which you weep and weep with those who weep. So that you can worship Jesus Christ forever. So that for all eternity you can say, I remember what it was like. I know how bad things could be. I have been in a world that was fallen, in a world that was under the thraldom of evil. I remember way back being tempted, being a sinner myself, being grieved over the death of others and approaching my own death, something so terrible, something so awful, something despicable and vile. I remember that. And Jesus Christ was my Savior from all of it. He redeemed me from that mess. From all that was wrong and rotten, from all that caused tears and mourning, he redeemed me and now I'm one who worships him forever. Doesn't the Bible teach that? Maybe you'll hear this verse slightly different with that in mind. In the book of Revelation, we're given a view into heaven where Jesus Christ is worshipped by angels and the saints that have gone before us. And listen to how they worship Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. To him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. Do you see what's going on there? In heaven, the angels and the saints that have gone before us are looking to Jesus. They are made perfect in him. There is no more sin. There is no more death. They have been liberated from this life that has fallen under the thraldom of evil. And they're worshiping Jesus, but they're remembering. And they're saying, he's the lamb who was slain. 
They're saying he's the same yesterday and today and forever. We're never going to forget what Jesus Christ has done for us, even though he's no longer doing it for us. Remember what Hebrews is so preoccupied with communicating that he is the once for all sacrifice for sin. The mass is wrong. Jesus Christ isn't being sacrificed over and over. He was sacrificed once for all for sin, but we still look at him and say, he is the Lamb of God. He was the Lamb that was slain. And because of that, we have hope and reason to worship forever and ever and ever, looking to Jesus Christ, who was the same yesterday, is the same yesterday and today and forever. And there's more good news. Think about what this means for you on a very personal level. We go through life and there's really two different things that we're constantly aware of. The world out there and the world in here, right? You are you. You use your eyes to see this world. You use your ears to hear what's going on. You know the world out there by who you are as a person. Two dynamics always at work. The things going on out there and the things going on in here. And it's pretty humbling to realize that you could use one word to describe the world out there and the world in here. You could pretty regularly use the same word to describe both. Upheaval. Right? You look out there and all these things are going on and so many things are distressing and discouraging and whether it's a test that you don't think you're going to be prepared for or a news headline or the latest reason to see the latest way in which our culture has left the Christian faith and you see a world in upheaval. Then you look inside and you say, there's upheaval there too. I'm never as good as I want to be. I did this again. I sinned in this way again. I'm not the mom I should be. I'm not the dad I should be. I'm not the wife I should be. I'm not the husband I should be. I'm not the student I should be. I'm not the boyfriend I should be. I'm not the girlfriend I should be. I'm not the Christian that I should be. You look out and there's upheaval. You look in and there's upheaval. And you're called to stop looking at both of those dimensions called to something wonderful and amazing and encouraging and comforting. You're called to look to Jesus Christ who is the same yesterday and today and forever. Unchanging. Unfluctuating. Untethered from your performance as a person. Untethered by the events of this world. What do you find in Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever? You find salvation, and it's a salvation that is woven into the course of history itself safely beyond your influence. 
or the influence of this crazy world. It's there. It's unchanging. It's not tied to your performance the way every other religion is. It's not susceptible to the always changing events of this world that we live in. It's a sure and secure, unchanging, unfluctuating salvation, hope, good news in Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. Father in heaven,